us pray. We are indeed grateful to you, Lord, today for your grace and this Mother's Day. We're thankful for mothers that brought life into this world, fathers and mothers. But mothers, a special day today as we recognize the gift that, Lord, you have given them, not only to bear children, but also to instruct. We thank you right now that you have given us life. We know that life comes from you, and we are grateful to you for the righteousness of our Savior, the goodness and kindness of the King. And would you be with us? Would you give us ears to hear? Thank you for the devotion and the worship thus far. Bless my sister Frieda and Ronnie as they come back home and pray for Robin in Jesus' name and just for them being able to go visit. We pray for her and lift up those that are not doing well. Lift up Boone in a special way and Ida. Oh my God, we are praying for them. Pray that God you will do a work. Thank you most of all that he has a personal relationship with you. That's what we're grateful for, that he knows the Lord as his personal Savior. Now today, would you bless us as we speak and that you will will give us ears and that you will speak through your servant. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. You are turning your Bibles to the book of Proverbs, chapter 31. Proverbs, chapter 31, verses 1 through 9. The words of King... Lemuel, the oracle that his mother taught him. What are you doing, my son? What are you doing, son of my womb? What are you doing, son of my vows? Do not give your strength to women, your ways to those who destroy kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine or for rulers to take strong drink, lest they drink and forget what has been decreed and pervert the rights of all the afflicted. Give strong drink to the one who is perishing and wine to those in bitter distress. Let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and needy. Amen. Hey, Sharon, good to see you. You snuck in here. (laughs) As a title for this message, I've given godly advice from a mother. Godly advice from a mother. Mothers have been given the incredible privilege of training their children. We often find out sometimes too late the many opportunities that God gives us to help mold the children that he has placed in our lives. Children are not to run the household. We sometimes find that out just too late, that children don't run the household. But some have not 
yet realize that two-year-olds are not in control. <laughs> you may say it's cute at two, but two-year-olds grow up. And it ain't so cute when they get older. You are training them young. You train them to be productive in this life and in this society by honoring the God who created them. Mothers have that tremendous privilege as fathers oftentimes work. Mothers are training children right in the home. Many children have been crippled by parents to not be productive, but to live with their hands out as if someone owes them something. There's a responsibility to help children to grow and become productive members of society. Not always, what is someone going to do for me? King Lemuel was taught by his mother to live a responsible life, and she did not hold back exactly what he needed to do. There would be many challenges, but he had an obligation to watch his lifestyle and be concerned with how he treated others, especially those that were most vulnerable. Point number one. Warnings from a loving mother. Warnings from a loving mother. The mother, it seems in verse 1, 2, she must have prayed for her son three times. What is her comment? What are you doing? What are you doing? My dear son could be the reference here. Son of my vow. There was another woman in the Bible by the name of Hannah who was barren and could not have children. And every year, her, uh, her I would say, nemesis <laughs> would, would cause her grief because she had children and Hannah could not. But Hannah, being in sore distress of soul and spirit, prayed one day that God would give her a child that he would give her a son, and that she promised, I'll give him back to you. She made a vow. Eli was a priest at the time. You'll find that in the book of Samuel. She prayed, and the Lord answered her prayer by giving her a son. And when this child had been weaned, she kept her promise and took him back to the house of the Lord. Now, I don't know how Samuel made it living under Eli when Eli's sons were off the hook and God took them out of here because of the way they lived. I don't know how Samuel made it, but he was a godly man. Loved the Lord and the Lord used him. There was a prayer that went before God that said, would you give me a son? And you've got to imagine that this mother's heart was not only praying for the child, but was praying that he would be a good child, a godly child. And I have to imagine that King Lemuel's mother prayed as well that God would bless her son. Hmm. It should be noted that all of the Proverbs were not written, written by Solomon. 
We find here King Lemuel writing this, at least the first nine verses. Most people know Proverbs 31 as the virtuous woman, the woman oftentimes you see in verses 10 through 32. When you hear Proverbs 31, that's where people's minds go. And, and, and so when this came up to me, it's like the Holy Spirit dropped in my spirit and said, but I, Lord, I preached that before. And I almost didn't look. I said, well, let me look. And I didn't even remember verses 1 through 9. And when I read it, that's what you are to preach. Hmm. The appeal of King Lemuel's mother is what he should not do and what he should do. Good parenting puts restraints on your behavior. Please don't tell me a parent loves their children and never disciplines them. I love them too much. No, with love comes discipline. And this mother gives warning to her son of what he is not to do as well as what he is to do. This oracle, this word of God by this mother, this Godly advice. It's something that will last a lifetime. You know, there are some things that your parents taught you, grandparents, whoever may have raised you, that you remember to this day. There's some things that you remembered. Your mother could start a sentence and you could finish it. There's still things in your mind if your parents are are already off the scene, they've gone, that you remember. If your parents are with you, you, you remember, you can reflect back on those times. This woman feared God, evidently, by giving him godly advice. It is believed by some, but I, but others don't, that this mother here may be representative of the woman uh, in chapter in verse ten, but most commentators don't believe. They believe that it's two separate uh, stories, and that thirty-one ten through thirty-two actually wraps up the proverbs, so that it is not the same woman, evidently, as we see here with King Lemuel. The first warning that we note with this mother is that he is not to indulge in behaviors of running women. She says it. She says it right here in the text. I tell y'all, I need to put Jet Ebony. Oh, Lord, I'm going to say Playboy. No, put those books down. And pick up your Bible. I know some people got them under their mattresses. Put them in the trash and pick up the Bible that's on the coffee table with cobwebs. Pick it up and turn it over. God's word is very direct, and it does not hold back what needs to be said. Just in case you think I'm making it up, this is what she says. Do not give your strength to women. That phrase is, don't be so concerned about running after women for your own pleasure. This is a mother telling her son what he is 
to do and how he is to be. She is concerned that her son's judgment not be clouded. That his judgment not be impaired. She also moves on to alcohol because we know that that can cloud your judgment. Tell you, my dad used to drink. I never was a drinker, but he used to drink. He, he would sometimes drink to forget. <laughs> Told you he got off the plane praying to God, Lord, if you get me down, I'll leave the alcohol alone. I'll go to church. That's what he said to the Lord when that plane was jumping and rocking and hitting those air pockets. And he said, I'll, I'll, I'll serve you. Told you the moment that plane hit the ground, he went straight to the liquor store <laughs> to calm his nerves. <laughs> how, how does this mother help her child? She helps him by telling him the truth. There are three things that I note in this verse uh, of how her warning is. Her warning is a good warning. Number two, her warning is a timely warning, and her warning is a practical one. It is a good warning, timely warning, and practical. Regarding a good warning, I'm almost done. So y'all can go ahead on and enjoy your day. I'm almost done. (laughs) When a mother can caution her child about the dangers of impaired thinking, it's a good warning. When your mother says that these things would tend to cloud your judgment, it's a good warning. So she gives him a good warning by letting him know. There are sometimes mothers who are too afraid to tell their children because they think uh, something that needs to be said because they they think that it's going to hurt their feelings. Mothers, let me tell you this, hurt your child's feelings because you want to prepare them for the future. Because if you don't train them and help them to be a productive citizen, then they're going to be forces on the outside that will help them to learn a very painful lesson. So what is it? The home, you see, the home is that area to where learning can happen in a loving environment. You see, there can be uh, um, rewards and consequences. There can be things that that child can learn in the home in a way that they can't learn out there because why? It's done in love. On the outside, the world doesn't love the children. They talk about love, but no, no, no. It's the parent who has the responsibility. And the Lord has given mothers this wonderful privilege of teaching children. So it's a good warning. The second thing is that it is A timely warning. This mother taught her son while he was young. When he was malleable, that means changeable. He could be molded. She taught him so that as his his life is forming, that his brain is beginning to form and, and learn new experiences, she was placing things in his very life where it could be molded. She did not wait to instruct her child until rebellion set in. She told him that which he needed to do in a very timely way. You see, you don't want to see a car after you hit it. You want to see that car before so that you can take precautionary actions. You want to be able to 
able to avoid dangers. I went to pick up this student the other day. We were working with him. We went to San Rafael, and, and as I got there, he had come down the hill. And as he stepped, he went, oh, there was a snake that was just about to step on. Well, we're glad it wasn't a rattlesnake. It was a gardener snake, but I still don't like snakes. <laughs> Baby snake, big snake, small, I don't like them. But he stopped and paused, and, and it was a good thing because he doesn't like snakes either. So he was able to take precaution when he was about to take to step on this. It was very timely that he saw the snake at the right time. This mother's son was a son of her vows, evidently praying to the Lord, and God gave her a son, and she was instrumental in training him in the way that he needed to go. As I mentioned to you, Hannah was another one. The mother's warning was timely, as it would help him to make right choices in a timely way when he needed to respond or act. The third thing we note is that it was a practical warning. Her warning was practical. Good timely and practical. This mother's warning was practical in that it never could grow old. And he could apply it throughout his entire life. Don't you like advice and warning when it can, it can just follow you all the days of your life? This matter of, was practical in that he could understand it and he could be sure that he was going to face it down the road. You see, when you were a king, you had every indulgence available to you. And it would take restraint not to get involved in certain things. As a king, there was nobody higher than the king. There were no checks and balances for the king. He made the rules as he went. Well, let me say this. There were things that they had written down that they had to go by, but he could even change that. So the king's word was final, and his mother said, be careful of the powerful position that you're in so that you give justice to those who need it and that you watch. It was practical because he would be able to use it throughout his entire life. He would run into temptation. He would run into the time when he thought that he was all that because of his position. Having wild parties was often the case for kings. Drinking and having women throughout there. We, we see of this in the book of the Gospels when we think of who? John the Baptist with Herod Antipas. When, when Herodias' daughter danced for him. And he says, I'll give you up to half my kingdom. Just say the word goes to her mother and says, say you want the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And the king sobered up immediately. He was grieved that he had said that because he did not want to kill John the Baptist. But you see, decisions that we make Promises that we make can come back to haunt us if we're not careful. Guard what you say. It was practical because 
it would carry throughout his entire life. We think of in the book of Esther. When the king had banished Vashti, Vashti, one of the parties said, you need to banish her when she wouldn't come when the king had called. He wanted the men at the party to gaze upon her beauty. Look how beautiful she is. And she asked, I'm not coming. One of the men said, you should banish her because if you let her get away with it, we all going to have a problem with our wives. So if this King Lemuel was one to guard what his mother taught him, he could avoid certain pitfalls. So his mother instructed him very well. Point number two, and I'm almost done. Judge righteously, judge righteously. King Lemuel's mother wants him to have a successful life, and she wants him to not forget that he has been given the role as an overseer of those who are often taken advantage of. When a person is mute, in other words, they don't have the ability to stand for themselves. She says, King, you, don't you keep silent. You be sure to speak up. This mother's instruction helps her son to remember that he is not to run over the poor, nor take advantage of the less fortunate, but to be the spokesperson for those who don't have a voice. If justice was going to be given, it was King Lemuel's obligation to make sure that he observed closely and spoke up for those who were mute in society. His mother warned her son not to be given to bribes. You see, bribes will blind you. Thank God for mothers who say, I will not give in to the bribe. I'm going to teach my children whether the school wants them to hear it or not. There is a God. You see, a good parent would tell their children, there is a God and there is eternity to face. Good parents would tell their children, yes, it's good to get your education. I mean, your education. <laughs> it's good. But, but you need to remember your creator in the days of your youth before the evil days come. See, a mother that it's good that, that gives good instruction. She'll, she'll let her child know that. Judge righteously, king. It is preserved in scripture that this king's mother trained her son well and gave good advice. He was not to turn his eye away from that which was wrong, but to stand up. Why? Because he could do something about it. You see, mothers teach their children that you need to be sure not to jump on other kids that are vulnerable just because everyone else is doing it. But you be a friend to that individual. You stand firm and help that person. So his mother's warning. She gives godly advice. She gives ways for her son to be able to Live a life that would be a blessing to his recipients, those he oversaw, those that he had ruled over. Judge righteously. Let me say this as I wrap this up. If you note in this society, we have a generation today that don't, know God, don't think about God, and when trouble comes, 
don't turn to him. It's because there's been a decline in teaching children in the home about the virtues and statutes of God's word. And so today when trouble comes, children don't know where to turn because they don't have it on the inside. Teach them now. Teach them now. So that when the trouble comes, they'll have some way and somewhere to turn. You see, every day is not going to be a day of glory and wonderful feelings. There's going to be some days when a child is down in the dumps. And you want to have them to be able to hold on to something that they've learned early in life. And it's the mother's responsibility and obligation to say, honey, when you're down, this is what you can do. This is what you can remember. God loves you and he's got a plan for your life. You see, it's mothers who have that tremendous responsibility and, and obligation to help their children. Oftentimes when fathers have gone and run off, it's the mother who's right there. And she then has the obligation to be that one who stands firm and says, you can do it. Because God has given you the ability to judge righteously. What would happen if mothers didn't always stay? Thank God for surrogates. Thank God for grandparents. Thank God for people that step in. (laughs) Why? Because they can impart to that child what they need. Mother, you have the tremendous obligation and responsibility and privilege to give your child something that nobody else can. You see, God has placed within mothers this nurturing, this caring, this loving behavior and attitude, this love that, that, that the world can't feel. Your child can be in a crowd and feel so lonely. And they'll come home with their heads down and mouth and say, what's wrong? And they'll begin to tell the mother what's going on. You say, it'll be okay. They need some comfort. Mothers can do that. (laughs) And so it's a tremendous thing when children can grow and go into society because they have learned that the word that they received was a good warning, a timely warning, a practical warning. Godly advice from a mother is something that cannot be beaten. You can't buy it. (laughs) It's priceless. What King Lemuel received from his mother, he carried on into his kingship. Mothers, God has blessed you in such a mighty way, in such a tremendous way. Don't neglect to tell your children about the good things of God. It's never too late to start. It's okay to start wherever you are. Just teach them the ways of the Lord. May God bless you. Man, let's bring up the flowers.